When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, so Hembo tells me there's something we have to address. Um, Again, I don't understand why this is a big deal. Um, And I certainly wouldn't have thought this would get nearly the attention that it got yesterday based upon the many years that I have been talking about this. Um, But with the assembled members of the hashtag crew around us and having just done a full hour of complete recap and analysis and insight with uh, Jeff Saturday and Dominique Foxworth and all kinds of hard-hitting uh, analysis of Super Bowl 56, what is the one thing, Hembo, you were telling me that everyone on Twitter wants to talk about? Well, this is being described as an atrocity. And what is being described as an atrocity, Greeny, is the way that you consume chicken wings. So yesterday on Twitter, your wife tweeted two photos of you, one with a tray of chicken wings that you guys had acquired, the other of you eating said chicken wings with a fork and with a knife. Now, right. it's, it's one thing for you to have said for many, many years on the radio and on TV, TV that this is how you consume chicken wings. It's a whole other thing to see it, and ha- even knowing all that uh, you know, I've known over the years that this is your thing— it still, for me, was jarring. Why? I mean, like, I just don't understand this. I eat everything with a fork and knife. I eat pizza with a fork and knife. I eat sandwiches with a fork and knife. I don't, I don't like getting things on my fingers. The only time I will eat anything, people think that it's a germ thing. It really isn't. It's, more, it's an odor thing. I'm very sensitive to odors. And, 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 like, you ever get into a car, an Uber, or even just someone who, who like a friend of yours, car, and they have one of those smelly things. I don't even know what to describe Hanging it. Hanging from the mirror? Yeah, or anywhere. And I, I think they think it is creating a delightful atmosphere for the... And, in, and when I get out of that thing, I have a headache and I want to throw up. I, I, I cannot stand... Are you eating that thing, Odors. Though? No. But wings are... I would never even consider eating wings with my fingers because your fingers will smell of that for at least the rest of the day. Yeah, that's the point. No, that is a terrible thing. That's I the hate objective. That. No, it's not the objective. The objective is to eat the wings, which taste delicious, mm-hmm. smell delicious. I love w- wings are my weakness. Okay, so I love the wings. We got the wings yesterday. I actually picked them up on the way home. I was here to do the NBA yesterday. My nephew was coming. Or Stace not eating the wings. Stace doesn't eat wings. Mm. But my nephew is coming over, my 23-year-old nephew is coming over to watch the Super Bowl with us yesterday, and he says to me, you know, Uncle Michael, let's get wings. I say, ah, in. You know, say no more. <laughs> say less. And, and so I find a place. I order up some wings. I pick them up on the drive back from here. They're nice and hot. I get home. I'm like, no one move. I got to take off my suit. I'm not, you know, you're not going to eat wings in a suit, right? Because you can get it all over yourself. So I, I run into the closet. I'm taking off my suit and all that kind of stuff. I come running out in a T-shirt. And I said, all right, let's go. And yeah, bring me a fork and a knife and a paper plate. Ugh. And I'm all in. Nuno, did you Ugh. have 
Did you have an issue with this? I, not only do I have an issue with it, well, a couple of things. This feels like, and I saw our friend Marcus Spears tweet how Stacy needed to pull down that that tweet. It feels like with the combine coming up in a couple of weeks, yeah. like someone should have gotten in your ear, hey, Greeny, you need to take all this down. And then, two, what happens is Bubba and I are inundated with text from people being like, this needs to be talked about. This is serial killer behavior. <laughs> like, all that type of stuff. So, like, you know, this is what you do, Greeny. As Hembo said, it's one thing for you to talk about it, mm. but then it's another thing to actually see it and see you just, like, I don't know, doing that to wings. It's just, it's horrendous. The only thing I will eat with my hands is a very dry sandwich. So a sandwich does not have any condiments on it, which I will almost never eat because I love condiments. But if, if, if you get me a sandwich, like a lot of times we'll get a breakfast sandwich in here. All you touch is the bread. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a roll or a bagel or whatever it is you have it on. And, and your fingers don't wind up touching anything that they will smell of for the rest of the day. Pizza? Your fingers are going to smell like that for the remainder of the day. It's the point, Greeny. Eating pizza, eating chicken wings, if you're a guy, I'm thinking on behalf of billions of people here. This is a religious experience. You no. must enjoy it properly. No. This is like you the equivalent You're of You're not enjoying it any more than I'm enjoying oh. it. I'm eating the wings, and they are delicious. Well, I love them. I had to have them taken away from me. They, t- I had to order 50. Because oh, they only, 50? Well, they only, came, <laughs> they only came 20 or 50. On Super Sunday, they weren't fooling around. You know, they had like very specific rules about how you could order wings on this day. At 20 wasn't enough for the two of us. So I ordered 50. And I said to Stace, at some point, you need to take them away from me because I will eat myself. I, I, I will eat myself with wings. I will never stop because they smell so good and mm-hmm. taste so good that I will not stop into a point where I will then eat myself into food coma. Did, I will ruin the rest of my day. Did your nephew eat, eat them with his hands? Yes. Or- Yes, so he enjoyed them more than you. He enjoyed my eating them with a fork and knife more than anything. <laughs> and, and, and he loved it. I mean, he thought it was the funniest thing ever, but he also has seen it before. He's eaten with me many times. You've eaten with me many mm-hmm. times. I eat with a fork and knife. I have knife. to admit, though, from the photo that she shared, you are a surgeon. With, well, with, like this is, like, you, there is not a shred of chicken meat left on those bones. And here's why. Because what you really should do when eating with a fork and knife, and I didn't even think of it. Normally I will do this. But I, as I told you, I was kind of frantic. And I got home. The Super Bowl is going to start. Like, you know, we have a limited amount of time here. Usually when eating chicken wings with uh, silverware, you should use either a fork and a fork or a fork and a spoon. Because you just need one of them to hold it in place and the other one to get the meat off of there. <laughs> the whole set? Yeah. You need, you need a fork and a fork yeah. or a fork and a spoon. Oh. Better than a fork and a knife. But I went fork and knife yesterday because I, I sort of didn't think of it. Uh, and I, I did my, my share. Bubba, let, let me let you have the last word on this because this obviously is not what people tune in the morning after the Super Bowl to hear. I can't believe we're even having this conversation. How long have you known me? I mean, all you this is not new. I've talked about this forever. You've talked about this forever, but this photograph is proof, and it is damning. Bubba, do damning. You, where do you stand on this? Well, first of all, I think if there's anyone who's jealous of these 50 wings, his name is uh, Keith Costas, because <laughs> he definitely wishes he was there for those 50 sure. wings. But, um, Bob's yeah. son, yeah? Yeah, no, I, I, uh, yeah. Hey, I mean, I wouldn't eat it that way, but I think uh, as someone who does, you know, when I'm eating there or eating alone on the couch or whatever, I've been known to get some spill some things on myself, on my shirt, whatever. I think it's, hey, to each their own. You want to you want to keep things tidy, keep things neat. If you're comfortable doing that and to, and you're happy with it, who am I to criticize? You're hey. also aware. Bubba is 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 uh, um, acutely aware 
of the legendary character Mr. Pitt from oh, Seinfeld, absolutely. who there's a whole episode about eating a candy bar. Yeah. Now, I don't do that. I will eat a candy bar with my hands because you keep it in the wrapper. Right. So when you when you when you get a candy bar, I think it was a Snickers, or that that that, that he that Mr. Pitt was eating in the yeah. episode. It doesn't matter. So, yeah. Any candy bar that is shaped like that, you open it at the top, you slide the the wrapper down just enough that you take a bite from it, and then you keep moving the wrapper down. So at no point do you actually touch the chocolate. So are you saying at no point in your entire story? Do I like M and M's? Have you? You can eat M and M's because they melt in your mouth, not in your hand. You've never licked the residue of a food off of your fingers. That is, I, I probably have that is in one my of life. Life's great pleasure. No, you're, it's 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 not. It's what separates us from the animals. Life's great pleasure. There is nothing about mean. that that makes it one of life's great pleasures. Yeah, that's a bit of an overstatement. I, I am acutely aware of how I smell at all times, <laughs> and I do not like I do not like the idea that I might smell in a way that that I consider to be less than pleasant. Okay. Under no circumstances should we have spent that amount of time on this, but since we're doing the sidebar stories here, let's just do another one and then we'll get back to all of this. Nuno, what was the best commercial last night? Um, I love the Sopranos one with Metal and yeah. AJ Sopranos. That now, was good too, yep. They, now she can actually park, right, and run in there. <laughs> I did too. I thought that was a great one. Bubba, favorite commercial? Um, I I did enjoy the surprise. I mean, just hearing the the theme, I'm like, I'm I'm hyped. I just love the Sopranos one, but I'd probably go with the Larry David. Me one. too. I think the. I mean, I I just Larry David can't do anything wrong. So just seeing him, I was laughing. Mm-hmm. I gotta go, Larry David. I, I loved that one, and I loved the one at the very beginning with the two brothers who pushed themselves and wound up winning all these Paralympics. Yeah, that was. A I good think one. it was for Toyota. Yep. That was like the first commercial to the whole Super Bowl. I think it was. It set the tone. Like I got, I'm weepy now. We just barely kicked off. So those were my two favorite. That was my favorite serious one, and Larry David was my favorite funny one. How about you, Hembo? My favorite one that's not been mentioned yet was the Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd, the uh-huh. latest commercials, the yep. golden memories. He winds up marrying good, the yeah. ghost. Yep. I thought that was very funny. Yep. That was solid. Those guys are really good. And mm-hmm. then uh, give me a review on the halftime show, Nuno. Uh, that was perfect i think that encompassed our like everything that my youth was and i think a lot of people's and um it was very entertaining top 10 top five i think probably top, top two. five like prince and michael jackson are up there and then that one i was in the stadium for prince and michael jackson you get a very different feel for it when you're there i mean candidly you see it better on tv it is it is designed to be a television show so, right, they know they're playing to an audience of 100 million there versus 100,000 or whatever it is in the stadium. So you do get a better sense. So, yes, I agree. Uh, Bubba, uh, halftime show. Uh, fine. I was okay with it. Doesn't, you know, not my, uh, not my cup of tea, if you will, but uh, they, they put on a good show. Okay. No, no, no complaints. <laughs> not as cup I'm, of I tea. I mean, the halftime show to me is kind of jump the shark. I don't really we, – I could, we could just – skip it in the future as far as I'm what concerned. What I liked, I agree with you that the halftime show to some degree may have outlived its usefulness, but something like this was so different. And it was, it was you know, sort of celebrating a genre that has never really been celebrated in that way mm. yeah, I mean, in they this put on a good show, venue. And I, and I did, yeah, it was fine. I, mean, I, I, I loved I mean, I thought I lo- absolutely loved it. I mean, I'm a, a big fan of a lot. Of Snoop, I love. Uh, Dre, I love. I've always been a big Eminem fan. I could have taken a little more of him, to be honest with you. But whatever. It was what it was. Uh, Hembo. Halftime show. It was very L.A. also. Was right. it just me or has 50 Cent really let himself go? 
That was like I, I, I like I like the show, but like that's I mean I don't listen to that kind of music normally. You were most certainly not the only person who pointed that okay, out. Fair enough. <laughs> yes, Fiddy doesn't look exactly the same as he did when he recorded Into Club, or when we legendarily on Mike and Mike in two thousand one recorded Into Country Club, which was a spoof that we did way back then. That we was, still have that on file. That was my by the way. lyrics, I don't know, but one way or another. All right, we got new nose notes coming up. We got time for your hot takes coming off the Super Bowl, but now. I like that Hembo has trivia questions for me here. Give me one. Go. Greeny, including the playoffs, Matthew Stafford became the second quarterback to throw 50 touchdown passes in a Super Bowl winning season. My question for you is, who was the first quarterback to do that? All right. I'll come back. I'll get the answer right because I'm very good at that. And then we will roll on. Again, plenty of time for your Super Bowl calls as we continue. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. You gave me a good trivia question, including playoffs, you said. Matthew Stafford is the second quarterback to throw 50 touchdowns in a Super Bowl winning season who was the first. So you go to some of the obvious ones, and I think about Brady, and I think about Manning. The two seasons that Manning won the Super Bowl, the one in Denver, he certainly didn't throw 50 touchdowns. And I don't. It, it, that was a stat that has been so seldom reached that I, I think it's not going to be him his first year. Brady last year kind of comes to mind, but I'm guessing it isn't that. I'm just in the, at the risk of going on and on with this. The name I'm going to give you is Drew Brees. I'm going to guess that it was Brees the year that he and the Saints won the Super Bowl. That's my final answer. That is incorrect. Oh, damn it. So Drew Brees threw for 42 touchdown passes that year, including the playoffs. You mentioned the correct answer. You talked yourself out of it. It's Brady? Brady last year. It is Brady, Brady last year. I thought that would be too obvious. Last I just, year. I thought that would be. So he threw 50, including. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Because he got the extra playoff game in there also. He almost never got to have that extra playoff game in New England because they almost <laughs> always had a bye. <laughs> last year, they had to do it. Okay. Fair enough. So it's been the last two seasons. And it had never happened before that a quarterback, including playoffs, threw at least 50 touchdowns. All right, let's go through the biggest storylines from the game, and we will do them in the form of Nuno's notes. Now what's going on, Nuno? 
Not much, Greeny. Nuno is a unique personality. There's just that je ne sais quoi. He puts notes on all of the games into the Google Doc for me. I'm definitely a savant. And I like it. I just enjoy it. Nuno's Notes. Uh, sure. Let's do it. All right, so we'll do Nuno's notes uh, as he did put his thoughts into the Google document this morning after Super Bowl 56 yesterday, and we will go through them. The first thing he wrote, as a person who has basically no soul, mm. I mean, uh, Nuno, it's, it should be worth pointing out, is, is the most, I mean, he's, I'm not going to use the word evil, but, but he is diabolical, right? Like, the, 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 he, would, he would be a great villain in, uh, in, a, in a, you know, in like a movie because... <laughs> He always goes to the negative. And so the fact that the first note you put was, I feel terrible for Odell, sort of demonstrated a little bit of compassion and empathy, of which I thought you were incapable on both counts. So Nuno, explain how you felt terrible for Odell. I just feel bad for seeing a player who's worked, you know, hard to actually through those injuries and get his opportunity shine and then, you know, end up getting hurt, especially that way. However, I am upset with myself that I didn't put there that I did enjoy Eli Apple getting toasted left <laughs> and right like because he definitely deserves it based upon all the junk he was talking on Twitter the last couple of weeks. Okay, so so that's much more on brand, right? That, that, that oh, yeah. Him finding another ex-giant to <laughs> rag on after the Super Bowl is much more on brand than saying he feels sorry for Odell. The next note he puts is, I guess this solidifies Matthew Stafford as a Hall of Famer. Now, we did talk about this earlier, but I'm not sure I got your vote on this. Is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer right now? If he retired, which he's not talking about doing, but if Matthew Stafford never takes another snap, would you vote for him for the Hall of Fame? Uh, no. Uh, I think th- I was missing a little sarcasm there. I don't think, he, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer at this point in time. I don't either. Hembo, you break, break down these numbers. Isn't there like a – is it basketball where they give you like a percent chance based on a guy's career that he's going to get in? Yes, like, they do that in basketball. Carmelo Anthony is like a 99% lock to get into the Hall of Fame. They put everyone in the Basketball Hall of Fame, though. But Matthew Stafford's not had a Hall of Fame career. He's I mean, at, at this point, even including this year, nine games under five hundred has made the Pro Bowl twice and never has once received a single MVP vote. So, I mean, what he did yesterday was great. What he did over the last month was awesome. But I think we need to hold our horses with the, MV- with the uh, Hall of Fame stuff. Yeah, there's never been a moment in time when you would have said he's the best quarterback in football, right? No. Now, you don't have to be to have been that to be a Hall of Famer. But if your numbers are going to fall so far short of what is usually Hall of Fame worthy— Oh, look, and I'm not knocking Stafford. He had a great year, and I've always thought he was a really good player. I said the, 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 the question that would be answered, I said this on this show when the season began, or maybe even back when the trade was made. We're going to find out the answer to this. Either Matthew Stafford has been a very good quarterback who could not elevate the Lions, or he's a great quarterback and the Lions were not elevatable. And I, I think it's clear now that the latter was true. But is he a Hall of Famer if he retires right now? I would say no. The next note that um, Nuno puts in here is a question. Does Aaron Donald retire? Bubba, do you think Aaron Donald is going to retire? Man, it's tough because he seems, I'm going to say yes. Hembo, how much money did you say he's made? He's made $97 million in his career. You know, Basketball is a sport that I think these guys, long after the time they make all the money you could ever make for 10 lifetimes, they continue to play because, by and large, it's fun. Well, hell, in the NBA now, you don't even have to play half the games. <laughs> um, but, but by and large, it's fun, and it's not very dangerous. 
If you're Aaron Donald, you are smashing your helmet into the helmet of another man 50, 60, 70, 80 times a game, every game. He, what did you say he's made? $100 million? Mm-hmm. $97 million? If you had $97 million and you were an NFL lineman, would you continue to play? It's an interesting question because he's, he's now accomplished everything. He's got the ring. He's on the Mount Rushmore of greatest defensive players ever. He, he, you know, he's got the universal respect. He's only 30 years old. I could see it. If you're a defensive lineman, there, there, it is not possible to have ended your career better than he did yesterday. Right. He just made the, the two biggest plays of the Super Bowl, and a lot of people think he should have won MVP of the game because of it. Next question you have here is, will Burrow become the new Marino? And he points out that Dan Marino trended after the game. That certainly is what you think of. In his second season, Dan Marino was better than Joe Burrow was this season. He just was. Dan Marino was the MVP of the league in his second season. Joe Burrow did not receive any consideration, or should he have, for MVP of the league. I'm not selling him short in any way. I'm just saying that if you had woken up the morning, I'm old enough to remember that game they played, Montana's 49ers killed them. If you had woken up the following morning and said, Dan Marino will never be in the Super Bowl again, I would have, I would have said, who is this idiot? You don't know anything about football. Dan Marino will be there every year. So it is much more improbable, is what I'm going to say, that Marino would never get back at the time than it is that Burrow will never get back. Burrow is in an era with a ton of good, of really good young quarterbacks. I'm not even sure he's the best one. And Marino clearly was the best one. Now, he came in with Elway and Kelly and a bunch of other really good players. But Marino was the best one. Or certainly off the bat, he was by far the best one. So could Burrow be the next Dan Marino in that regard? Sure. And then finally, one more from him here. Nuno writes, refs let more egregious penalties go and then decide to call a phantom hold on third and goal. I'm with you. And I said it earlier. If you're the Bengals, Nuno, you can't, you can't cry about the officiating because you got the benefit of the no call on the touchdown at the beginning of the third quarter. But that's a terrible call late in the game that does go a long way towards deciding the outcome. Well, yes, but if I'm the Bengals, I'm also looking at on – when the Bengals kicked their field goal on third down, there was a clear hold by Jalen Ramsey against T. Higgins when he came across uh, across the middle. Yep. Uh, then even on that hold in play with Cooper Cup, there was a false start. Literally everyone on that offensive line moved except the center that doesn't get called. So like that will still, as a fan, bother you. Yes, you got away with one, but those calls will bother you as a fan. I, I agree with you completely. The officiating is a part of the story today. Let's hear what you think the story is. My number is 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Before I come to the phones, we got two really good trivia questions. Hembo did one of them on TV this morning, but I know that the guys won't have seen that because they don't watch Get Up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> in the morning. Go ahead. Give, give Nuno the first one, and we'll give Bubba the second one. Nuno, the Rams became the third <clears throat> team to win both the conference championship and the Super Bowl by three points or fewer. My question for you is, which were the first two teams to do that? Or even the most recent one. What was the most recent sure. team to do that? Uh, the Giants. The Giants is correct in 07. The 07 Giants did it, but you didn't tell. I don't know what the the other team is because we only did the Giants mm-hmm. on Get Up this morning, so I don't know. So let me – I didn't know we were going to have – Did the Giants a- do it twice, though? Because when they beat the Bills, they remember they beat the 49ers on a last-second field goal. I think it was 17-16. That's well done. And then done. they won 20-19. to 19. Oh, uh, my goodness. Goal. That is well done. You're right. That's when Hostetler did the backwards somersault, right? He's the holder, and he was the quarterback at the same. Okay, that is very well. That's a well done. That is a very well, well done, done job by Nuno. All right, give Bubba the other one. All right, Bubba, should Aaron Donald retire, he would become eligible for the Hall of Fame in 2027, at which point – he would be 36 years old. Bubba, that would make him the youngest defensive player ever enshrined. So my question for you in this involved question is, who currently owns that distinction? The youngest defensive player ever enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. <sighs> um, man. Um, I think I, I have a guess anyway. I have a good guess. Bubba, you have a guess? Uh, you want me to take your guess? You want to phone a friend? <laughs> uh, Champ Bailey. No, no I don't think that's <laughs> no, right. He I, played Bailey a long time. Incorrect. No. Yeah, he played a long time. I'm thinking of a great. You got to think of great defensive know, who, players who didn't, who didn't play, play a, long for a long time. I'm trying to think. I don't... And, and thus their injury, their, their careers were cut short by injury. I.e., a guy whose knees just gave out on him completely. I think the answer is Dick Butkus. Dick Butkus is correct. Oh, that's Greeny getting nice. it done. That's wow. just Greeny getting it done. And that's what Greeny does. I eat wings with a fork and knife, and I get answers to this stuff right. <laughs> Have a day, kid. That is well done by me. Okay, now let's come to the phones. Hot takes galore here. 888-SAY-ESPN is my phone number. I want your hottest take coming out of yesterday's Super Bowl 56. Uh, and for that, we turn to Bubba, and we get the calls going. Bubba, who's first up? Let's go to... <laughs> you want... What? What did he say? Greeny, I mean, well, uh, I said, speaking of Dick Butkus, he's on Twitter now, and he's actually pretty interesting. So yesterday during the halftime show, he tweeted out, 50 Cent looked like he was hit by inflation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dick Butkus tweeted that? <laughs> yeah, he's, Dick, he's, he's back. He's got 58,000 likes. Oh, my God. That is phenomenal. I'm following him right now. Boom. Follow. I had no idea. I love Dick Butkus. <laughs> Maybe the world needs butt coin can be used to purchase deep dish pizza and Chicago beef. <laughs> wow. 50 Cent looks like he was hit by inflation. That is hilariously funny. That's very funny. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Who's, uh, All right. who's uh, up here? Go yeah, ahead. First, who's the caller? Yeah, first we have Joe. Sorry. Joe, you're with us here on ESPN Radio. Joe, you're first up. Give me a hot take from the Super Bowl. Joe. The gal who sang the national anthem absolutely crushed it. Killed it. He crushed it. Yes. 
They, they screw that song up more than any song on the face of the earth, but last night she killed it. Yeah, it's a hard song to sing. I agree with you. She's a country singer, and they descri- they introduced her as having the voice of an angel. I will confess I'd never heard of her. What was her name? Mickey Guyton. Mickey Guyton. was her name. Is she some Bubba, is she someone you, you like country music, right? Is she someone is she very famous? Uh, I don't and I have no idea who she is. Yeah, I didn't I, that, that's not did you know who she was? No, but no. when you sell it as the voice of an angel, you better deliver. Yeah, and they, she did. they promised high and she delivered. Yeah. She was I agree with you. It was an excellent ha, anthem. Have you ever sang the anthem at a sporting event? Be ridiculous. I've never seen the anthem outside. I am the worst singer in the world. What kind of question is that? You've done the first pitch. You've done all sorts of random things. That's a very dip. What's random about throwing out the first pitch? You think there's a similarity between throwing out the first? Well, actually. Yes, there is. Of course It's a reasonable is. question. Mike and I did sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Well, that's. At Wrigley you twice. You do that, but you don't sing. You don't have random people sing the national anthem. Like, yeah. That's insane. I, I mean, you've heard me sing. I'm a terrible singer. You're not a good You singer. would never have me sing. I would get booed off the field. Because people would think I'm disrespecting the anthem because I sing it so badly. (laughs) When in reality, I'm doing the best I can and I'm just a terrible (laughs) singer. Um, And that happens to be a very hard song to sing anyway. Uh, But no, Mickey Guyton, I agree with you completely, Joe. She was spectacularly good yesterday. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Sean. Sean, give me a hot take from the Super Bowl. Hey, Greeny. My hot take is that if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had went after Odell, when he was a free agent, that they would have been in the Super Bowl instead of the Rams. Yeah. It was a waste hmm. to wait for Antonio Brown to get back from suspension. It was never going to be the same. They should have gone out there OBJ. I think that's a really good call. I said it at the time. I said Brady and Odell have a relationship. I said watch out for them to go after him. And he talked about, what did he say? He almost signed where? He New said England. last week, New England. That wouldn't have been any good. No, that 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 would have helped them, but... They weren't Odell Beckham away from beating Buffalo that night. Tampa was Odell away from winning that game. I actually agree with that completely. If Odell Beckham had signed with Tampa, do I think they would have been playing yesterday? Yes, I do. Wow, that was still at a time where I think it's a good call. I think the answer might be yes. I mean, they they still had Antonio Brown. That's probably the reason they didn't sign Odell, and that obviously blew up in their face. That's his point, is mm-hmm. that is that Odell, good call. Was that Antonio Brown, was he already suspended at that point? Remember, he came back from a three-game suspension for having the fake vaccine card and he had been hurt Ah, one way or another i I like the call in every single way i I think it's a point well made bubba who's next ryan ryan give me a hot take from the super bowl ryan go hey greeny i got another one odell beckham odell beckham's success is the reason baker will not be the quarterback at cleveland they are to trade him to indianapolis and send carson Wentz to cleveland I mean, that, that is such a fascinating one. I mean, the game of quarterback musical chairs that is about to take place in a variety of different places. Someone was sending me, it might have been you, Hembo, was sending me a bunch of notes on Carson Wentz and his contract and everything. I think I saw them yesterday. Doesn't matter where they came from. Well, let's just put these in the form of a question. Hembo, will Carson Wentz be the starting quarterback for the Colts week one next year? No, there is a 0% <clears throat> chance. I agree. Will Baker Mayfield be the starting quarterback for the Browns week one? I'll say yes, because I don't think they have a better option. He's, that, he's that's the question cheap, is, can they cheap. create a better option? Nah, I think it's unlikely. I think it's unlikely. Russell Wilson a better option? He's a much better option. It's just, can they pony up and... I mean, I think they'll try. I'm just not sure that they'll have a better option. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo a better option? No, he's not. You're, you're replacing yeah, like for like in that case. You is, might as well is keep Jameis a, Winston a better option? I think so. But again, you know, Baker has familiarity with the system, and it's not that long ago that he took that team to the second round of the playoffs. I mean, let's, 
Let's not have too much recency bias here. Okay, fair enough. I like the take, though. I really like these calls. The takes are hot this morning, and that's just the way I like them. I like them hot like my wings. Uh, Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? <laughs> Let's go to Aaron. Aaron, uh, give us a hot take. Aaron, go. All right, so this was the best Super Bowl uh, pretty much of all time I've seen from front to back. It had great storylines. You had a sophomore quarterback who everybody was doubting and barely thought he was going to win his first game. You had a almost bought team in the Rams. It was like a uh, Rocky versus Clubber Lang. The refs didn't pay, play too much into the game, even though there were some questionable calls. But it came down to the end of it. Great defense, great offense. I thought it was great all around, and the halftime show was spectacular. I'm, I'm with I'm with most of that. I do not think it goes with the greatest Super Bowls ever. When, when you think about the greatest, most dramatic Super Bowls ever, this one doesn't go there. I mean, I, off the top of my head, I'm thinking about Pittsburgh, Arizona was an unbelievable Super Bowl with one ridiculous play after another. This one was compelling because it was close. And yes, it did have great storylines. It was not a magnificent game. I mean, it was it was not. Um, you know, the Rams' offense got stymied. I mean, defense is not defense when the defense isn't spectacular. Like, this wasn't the '85 Bears defense, but the game was dominated for the most part by the defenses. I also think, and look, congratulations to Aaron Donald for making the plays. It almost had a bit of an anticlimactic ending. Like fourth and one, they're going for it. Oh, there's the pass rush. Oh, it's incomplete. Oh. The game's over. Like, it, it didn't end. It, 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 the ending left you a little cold. Maybe because you tell me I was rooting for the other team. So, and I hated the play call. I hated the play call on that fourth and one. I hated third and one and fourth and one. I hated that they went for it on fourth down in the first quarter of that game also. I think that was a game you needed to play conservatively and from in front. I thought the, the Bengals did a few things wrong. It's hard to knock them because they definitely were the lesser team top to bottom, and they were right there in the game. So I can't knock the coaches. But there were a few things. I do not think it goes with the really best Super Bowls of all time. Do you? No, and I also agree with you that the ending was somewhat anticlimactic. Even though we got like a you know, game-winning touchdown throw within two minutes, and obviously Aaron Donald made the back-to-back plays, but it just didn't. It didn't hit. And then also, because the-, the game went, I'm sorry, but the game winning touchdown throw came like on the seventh play of that sequence inside yeah. the 10. All those flags. The 15th play of the drive. Yeah. The, I mean, a 15 play drive can come in a lot of different shapes. Sure. Like, you can have a great 15 play drive, mm-hmm. but one where they just keep getting first downs because of flags yeah. is a lot less That's interesting fair. to watch. Yeah. I mean, the, the game tightened up in the final two minutes. And then, like, there wasn't like this big eruption after the fourth and one stop. I mean, the, the NBC did a good job of showing Donald, but like you couldn't tell that people in the stadium even really knew what happened, which right. I think also hurt, hurt the product a little bit. I agree. It, it, did not, it didn't feel like the game was over. I was like, wait a minute, isn't it over? Like, that's the game, right? They didn't get the first of the games, and they were, oh, yeah, yeah it's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, well, that was a good game. Uh, so I, I like the call. I like the take. I thought it was a very good Super Bowl. I did not think it was one of the great ones. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm just thinking about some of those that, like, Giants, Patriots, the first one, is a great Super Bowl because it's close throughout, and then it has these plays that'll live forever. Yeah, like there's no play that'll live forever. Last no, night, there's not one. Like maybe, I mean, the best play of the game is the Aaron Donald play on the third down, and it's very hard to show that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he makes an unbelievable tackle. Like the, the the game doesn't get like a nickname. Like the play doesn't get like a nickname. It's not one of those that you'll reference twenty years from now with a few words, and people will know what you're talking about. I'm with that. Let's do one more. Bubba, give me a, one more call. Give me the hottest take you got. Yeah, let's go to Richard in Manhattan. All right, Richard, give me a hot take from the Super Bowl. Go. Greeny, by eating chicken wings with a fork, 
you lessen the chance of biting into the uh, bones of the chicken and breaking your front teeth, either an onlay or a... Uh, veneer, porcelain veneer, or porcelain crown, or bonding. So you're very smart by eating food with a fork and knife. Of course, you got to worry about the fork, but you have more control. So by doing that, any dental work you have on your front teeth, you diminish any chance of anything breaking, because that's a common way people break their teeth, biting into chicken. Are you a dentist, Richard? Yes, I'm a dentist, sure. I love that. that I've never even thought of that, but it is outstanding ammunition for that's, my that's side of this. That's how far ahead of the time you are. Because, of Richard, thank that. you for the call and thank you for all the fine work you do. I'm the furthest thing in the world from an anti-dentite. And so I, I appreciate your service uh, as a dentist. Um, that's a Seinfeld reference for anyone who didn't get it. But, but that is a good reason. Now, he said you have to worry about the fork. I eat with a fork all the time. I've never broken a tooth on a fork. I've never bit into a fork by accident. But, yes, I had not, I had not ever really thought of it. But, yes, you can bite into a chicken bone you know, right? The wings are all on a bone, and you could bite into that. You could, you could, you could break a tooth. You could have a crown. You could have a uh, whatever else you might not want to have, dentally speaking. You promised that was not your dentist that you told to call to no, defend you on the radio. No, my day was not. That was outrageous. Yeah, it was a good call. A great call. It was an outstanding. But he's call. wrong. <laughs> Why is he wrong? Well, because he's missing the point. Are you suggesting that it is worth that the experience of eating the wings with your fingers is so much better? than the experience of eating them with a fork and knife, that even if at one point in your life you will chip a tooth on it, and that will ruin the better part of at least one day getting that fixed, that it is still worth it. Yes, otherwise you just eat yogurt your whole life. What's the point? No, I don't eat yogurt. I eat the fork and knife, and I don't have any concerns about breaking my tooth. I've bitten into my, my fork before if I'm eating too fast. That's a, that's a thing also. He's that's not that a big thing. That's a very small thing. I'll, leave, I'll, I'll look up the stats on that. <laughs> it is not the source of great conversation. All right, we have so much in the hopper to get to in our little post-Super Bowl era. I'm going to give you a little taste. You know what I did on Friday? What would you do on Friday? There was a picture. Stace posted a picture of it, so you may know. There's no way in the world a Nuno knows, uh, but that Bubba knows, because Bubba does not watch the TV show. I, I assume you do not follow me on any social media, mm. Bubba. So anything I do, I assume, is news to you. No, no. I, I, I follow uh, Stacey, though. Yeah. I will tell you. Okay, so then you do know that on Friday, we went to the Museum of Natural History. I did they, see that, yeah. They have an exhibit about sharks. And so I, you all know how consumed I am with sharks. I went to the shark exhibit. I will give you a full rundown on it tomorrow. I have a lot to say about the shark exhibit at the Museum of Natural History. So we'll have that and a whole lot more. Hey, let me mention very quickly from Epics. What kind of person would you be if you were living in a nightmare every day? Well, from the executive producers of Lost is a new Epics original series. It's called From, a gripping supernatural thriller. It's From. It takes place in a mysterious exitless town that traps all those who enter. And when the sun goes down, the inhabitants are hunted by creatures that emerge from the forest. It stars Harold Perrineau. It premieres Sunday only on Epics. You can watch thousands of movies and acclaimed original series. Watch live or stream it only on Epics. Get the channel or the app now. All right. Final word, Bubba, on the Super Bowl. Final thought, Super Bowl 56. I mean, the Cowboys could have easily beat both of those teams. That's the the most depressing thing. We could have beat both those teams, hands down. Yeah, Uh, that's the way the fans feel about it. Congratulations to the Rams. Congratulations, Stafford and... Cup and Donald and all the rest of them, champions of the football world. See you tomorrow, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. 
and also available wherever you get your podcast. 